0: How's it going, everybody? It is once again me, Chewy, one of the hosts of the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. And we have a very special episode for you guys this week in which I thought it'd be interesting to explore whether reality could be a dream or a figment of a superior creature's imagination or a computer program. I think this is equally horrifying, (laughs) whichever direction you go. For the people in the audience that are wondering, what does that have to do with horror? Well, horror isn't just about scary monsters and people in the shadows and whatever. I think it's just about anything that could induce a state of terror in a person's mind. (laughs) So, I mean, the implications of either of these two choices would be pretty horrifying, I think. But, before we get to that, I do want to say that... You can find our social media information in our link tree, which is under linktree.com slash myths behind LGDS. You're going to find our links to our social media, like our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, etc. So make sure to check that out. Once again, that is under linktree.com slash myths behind LGDS. And I also want to say to everyone out there that I hope you're having a great holiday season since this episode will air sometime right before Christmas actually and even if you don't celebrate Christmas or any other sort of religious um, holiday I would like to say that I hope everyone's doing great and that things are going great for you and yeah positivity all around so let's get right down to it we're gonna explore (laughs) the first possibility which is the dream scenario and then we'll do the computer program scenario and then we'll come back with the closing remarks. All right, so before we start, I actually wanna issue a disclaimer of sorts. Um, (laughs) This is not meant to push any theory or anything like that. I am not a conspiracy theorist, at least I don't believe that I am. I just find these kinds of topics interesting to think about as I'm going through my day because, I mean, I'm I'm a nerd, (laughs) so I like to think about stuff like that's philosophical and has big implications as to our purpose in life or the universe, especially when I'm drunk, but I'm not drunk right now, sadly, (laughs) but anyways, the disclaimer would be that I'm just presenting information that I compiled from the internet here and from personal experience, however, this is not meant to make anyone believe anything or not believing in anything. You have, as a listener, the last word in whatever your mind chooses to believe as real or not real <laughs> in the spirit of our episode. So, um, yeah, I mean, basically, paraphrasing that just means that just because I'm talking about this doesn't mean that I believe in one or the other, or in both, or maybe I do, who knows. Um, I'll give my opinion at the end, but for the time being, it's just that, that I don't intend for this to be some sort of conversion podcast episode in which i want to say no you gotta believe that it's a dream or no you gotta believe it's a program like i said the last word belongs to you all right so for the dream scenario basically what this would mean is that anything in our reality our everyday lives what's happening in a different continent what's happening in a different planet the solar system the galaxy the universe it's all part of a figment of the imagination or a dream of a superior if you will creature that is just thinking about all this as they're sleeping or daydreaming in their job or whatever the case is so imagine that for a minute basically we could say that we are all creators in a way like whenever we have a daydream or even a dream as we're asleep everything that we visualize that we bring to fruition in our minds becomes real so to speak in a way even if it's for a couple of minutes or for a couple of hours if you're asleep so i mean we've all imagined different scenarios in which we see ourselves making maybe making a different decision in our lives maybe not doing something or doing something that would have made our lives completely different or maybe we've had dreams about hanging out with the x-men or whatever you know Uh, nightmares which are horrible for most of us but I mean basically that's the idea I mean we we can all picture these things in our minds and that begs the question are we in fact creating multiple universes just by thinking about stuff like that maybe not in our plane of existence but in a different one that sounds kind of weird I know but imagine i mean in essence we interconnect all these different realities and thoughts and dreams in our our minds and imagine how many people there are in the world over seven billion of us how many people have lived throughout history that have had thoughts about different realities and different lives for themselves and for the people around them so what i want to do right now is i want to bring an example from pop culture which I will do also for the computer program scenario but basically what I want to talk to you about right now is the theory of a unified TV universe so to speak I'm not familiar with the show that this character came out the show is Saint Elsewhere which was a show that ran in the 80s sometime before I was born to sometime around the time that I was about four or five I don't believe I've seen a single episode of the show ever. But I've heard about the ending of the show, which incidentally I believe was a sort of hospital drama, kind of like Grey's Anatomy, I think. But the ending completely threw everything off as far as the canon of the, <laughs> the reality of the show because what happened at the end was this child, who, by the way, happens to be in the autism spectrum, is seen as holding... A snow globe in which the hospital that the show takes place in is inside the snow globe so basically what it meant or what viewers got from that is that the entire run of the show was nothing but a figment of this child's imagination so that's kind of what I'm trying to present to you right now and basically (laughs) it doesn't end just there because People across time, ever since the 80s, have been developing this theory that, well, if that's the case, if the entire run of that show, Saint Elsewhere, is nothing but a figment of his kid's imagination that's visualizing everything as he's staring at the snow globe, then what about the character crossovers? Because there were characters from that show and from other shows that are connected to this whole thing. So, It's basically uh, like the MCU of (laughs) of TV but in a much broader scope because it basically connects every major show that's ever been aired on any network from the 30s I guess to now. And some of the examples of the shows that have links to this, direct links, would be Cheers, Frasier, Wings, The X-Files, The Wire, And then as the links get a little little bit more tenuous, but even shows as far back as I Love Lucy and shows as current as The Flash. So the example that I am going to give you comes from this website called mentalflaws.com. And they mentioned this website in which people compiled, I guess, their evidence for the argument that every show is connected in some way or another, kind of like... Think of it like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon type of thing, but six degrees of show realities in a way. (laughs) So basically, they actually have an example on this website. So what they imply is the following. Some characters from the show visit the bar Cheers. If you're not familiar with it, bar, Cheers was a show in the 80s also that ran for I believe about 10 or 12 seasons. It was a very funny show. I liked it. I would watch the reruns when I was younger. Pretty funny, pretty enjoyable show. So, okay, so the characters go from this hospital to the bar. And one of the patrons in the bar happened to be none other than one of my favorite show characters ever, Dr. Fraser Crane. So Fraser was a character in Cheers, and so that sets these two shows in the same reality already. And then some characters from another show called The John Larroquette Show, which I believe um, was aired in the 90s, called into Fraser's show because the character Fraser is a psychiatrist and he's got a radio talk show where he gives therapy or advice to people through the radio to deal with their problems. So characters from that show, The John Larroquette Show, call to ask for help or guidance to The Fraser Crane Show. And then in that other show, The John Larroquette Show, something or somebody named Yoyodyne, is a client of the law firm of Wolfram and Hart and Wolfram and Hart is the antagonistic fa- faction of shows like Angel and that connects to Buffy the Vampire Slayer because Angel was a character in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Wolfram and Hart also represents Weyland Yutani And Weyland-Yutani is the corporation behind the events of the Alien franchise. And of course, Alien connects Predator in the crossovers. And (laughs) Then, also Weyland-Yutani makes an appearance in the show Firefly. And then, there's a Weyland-Yutani ship on the series Red Dwarf, which is connected to the TARDIS in Doctor Who. After you heard that complete mess of uh, a <laughs> connection thread there, it doesn't really end there because there's also connections to shows as diverse as The Cosby Show, Murder, She Wrote, Alf, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Knight Rider, Melrose Place, Seinfeld, <laughs> and Law and Order. And one of the characters from Law and Order, Detective Munch, has crossed over into other shows as well. and. He's basically like a nexus of sorts. He connects a lot of shows through his presence because it's his character. It's the same actor as the same character jumping or crossing over into other shows as a detective, as himself. It's not the actor playing a different character. It's the actual detective from Law & Order crossing over to other shows and making appearances. So, basically, this becomes a huge spider web of connections and stuff like that. And they actually have that a copy of that diagram that is actually continued to be updated every now and then as more TV shows come out that they find connections to. It's, It's really, really interesting. So how does that tie into our reality, into our world? It would be like that thing in Inception in which they go deeper and deeper into the dream world type of thing. Because if you're familiar with dream studies, there's this concept called lucid dreaming in which you are able to control your dreams to your will and basically you become a quote-unquote god in the world of your dreams because dreams as they are we still have no idea what the purpose of dreaming is as far as I go back to my studies in psychology in college as far as maybe about 15 years ago scientists still didn't have an idea what dreams mean I don't know if they already do I haven't heard anything about that but in essence, dreams are just pictures that our mind paints as we were resting, and we don't know what the purpose is. <laughs> but some people have claimed to develop the idea of, or the ability rather, of being able to control their dreams, and that is called lucid dreaming. And basically, that means that if you become aware that you're in a dream, the vast majority of us wake up at that moment. It's like your brain can't handle the fact that you're aware that you're in a dream. So what it does is is it wakes you up. Now, some people claim that they can bypass that mechanism, or if you want to call it, and they're able to control their actions and fly and do all these kinds of wonderful things in their dreams and meet whoever they want and materialize things from thin air. Um, Once again, basically, you become a, a god or a creator of a reality until you wake up eventually. So picture that but somebody else is doing that to us. As in, somebody is aware that they're in a dream and they're able to control their reality of what they're dreaming. So then you can ask yourself the question, where where does that leave our sentience, our capability of thought, of self-awareness? And basically it's gonna be, I would say, tied to whatever this being or person or whatever it is that's imagining us in this scenario as they want us to be that's what we are so maybe that would explain why we make some terrible decisions (laughs) along the way sometimes maybe they're doing it for fun or maybe they can't control everything i mean that's another possibility because if it's the case in which for example in our dreams in which we can't control what we're dreaming maybe it's the same for them And, and that would make things a little bit different because then basically we're just figments of their imagination and it's random in a way it would just be completely random what we're doing and I don't know it's just really really frightening for me to think about that because I don't know I feel like I would want to think that I have some sort of degree of control over my life but then that begs another question if we are indeed a figment of something's imagination, how does that account for our own imagination, how are we able to think and dream about stuff, it just completely boggles my mind, <laughs> if I'm not actually here, if I'm just a daydream of some random creature in a different universe whatever, then how am I, which I am, I would be in essence a thought, Or a brainwave or whatever you want to call it how am I able to create my own thoughts or have my own thoughts or dreams or ideas it's just completely (laughs) I'm not drunk and I should be drunk for this because (laughs) that would probably help me understand or deal with these things a lot better so I don't know I thought I would share all these things with you guys because I like to think about stuff like this and I'm not really gonna go too much more in depth about this because, again, I'm not drunk enough for this, (laughs) but I just kinda wanted to bring these to the table, these ideas to the table and hopefully get you guys to think about stuff like that, I mean, if you want, in your spare time. If you wanna wonder about whether or not we are actually here or not. (laughs) But I'm gonna mention some comments that some people in our Twitter survey made. Uh, Because by the way, I ran a survey on Twitter. Asking our followers what would be scarier for them, and I'll give the results at the end for that. But for now I'm gonna read some of the comments that we left that they left for us. And the nerd alternative said if it's Garfield's dream, then I want out. <laughs> so Garfield is a orange cartoon cat. And I don't know, man, I think Garfield's pretty cool. It's one of my favorite characters. Then again, I'm a cat person, so Yeah. And I guess Garfield hates Mondays which I hate Mondays too and he loves Lasagna and I like Lasagna so I don't know I I guess I got stuff in common with Garfield and that's why (laughs) I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that a little bit but I mean whatever (laughs) thanks to the neural Neuraltranter for that comment and then Norwal's Nightmares mentioned uh, no one has ever said living the dream and meant it so living in the dream must be horrible I mean it could be if you want to see things that way I mean uh, I don't know Uh, I guess like anybody else I've had ups and downs in my life and I've had times in my life in which I kind of picture myself living a different situation or having made a different decision before or in the past that would have made my life quote unquote better but you can't know that because what if you made the decision and then that actually made your life worse so I don't know, it's, just, it's just really philosophical and thought-provoking, but that's the kind of thing that I live for, so yeah, I mean, uh, that was gonna be it for the, <laughs> for the dream scenario, uh, like, like I said, I'm not gonna go too much more in-depth into this, because it, it, I, well, for one, I don't believe that I'm qualified, I, I think I need to read more about this before I talk more about this, and actually, I want to talk about this specific topic in general in a real episode, once my co-host is able to join us again. Uh, There's a movie that I want to talk about that deals with the computer scenario. So that's coming up next and stick around. All right, so now for the computer scenario. Basically, what that means is the same thing. That whatever we perceive as our reality is not really real. It's just a construct or a game or some sort of computer simulation of a much more developed society or a group of people or even one individual that is able to create something as complex as this world and universe by the use of technology so I have an experience in something like this as far as pop culture I played a game when I was younger and actually it's a series of games I haven't played every game in the series but I played I believe two of them And that would be the Star Ocean series. And the game that I'm going to talk about to you guys in particular would be Star Ocean Till the End of Time. Which is I believe part 3 of that series. And quick synopsis for the people who are not familiar with the games. It's basically like a mixture of Star Trek and fantasy elements. In the sense that the humans in the game universe developed technology to travel across the galaxy. And as they're doing this, they meet other civilizations, and most of them seem to be not as developed as the humans are, so they're usually sometime like in the Middle Ages, or the Dark Ages, or maybe, I I mean, basically not as developed as humans are, so those societies can't travel across space. So they're completely unaware that there's a a life outside their own planet. So, what happens in this game specifically, is that the protagonist's father is a scientist, and they are on a vacation and they're relaxing, living their own life, and then this alien species comes and attacks them, and then that kind of kickstarts the whole adventure. And I'm not gonna describe the whole game for you right now, but in essence, the life forms in that universe have developed this thing called symbology. And symbology allows them to perform quote-unquote magic spells Um, so to attack or to heal themselves stuff like that and then it got to the point that some alien species got so good at this art of symbology that their members started being born with it because for symbology to work in that universe they had to tattoo themselves with symbols and that would enable them to create all these quote-unquote magic spells. And like I said, some civilizations got so good at that art that they started getting born with this into their DNA. So in their gene sequence. And the protagonist's father is revealed to have um, developed this technology and implemented it into his son's DNA. So the son and a couple other children are able to Perform this weird or super massive symbological spell. And where the computer simulation thing comes into play isn't is this. During the course of the adventure, you're trying, you know, to beat bosses, whatever, it gets to the point that these super strong, super developed beings start attacking the galaxy. And they're wiping out everything. They're wiping out every civilization that they come across, every alien fleet, whatever. And they're pretty much invincible. No one can beat them. No one can understand why. They're really, really, really superior to everything that anyone in that universe has ever seen. So it comes to be revealed that these new beings are called the Executioners. And spoiler alert for a game that's been out for about 20 years already. It's actually... An antivirus program because the protagonists of this game discover through this device which in the game is called a time gate that the creators are mad at what they're doing and how they're leading their lives so they're gonna be punished and basically the time gate is revealed to be a connection from the world of the creators to the world of the games or the game so think about it this way it's like you're playing an online game like Final Fantasy or something like that, and someone is able to invent a way to con- to communicate with the characters as the characters. So I'm not talking about controlling them or making them do things. I'm talking about talking to them and telling them, "Hey, how are, how are you doing?" and basically like socializing with them. And <laughs> imagine how freaky it would be if you could talk to Super Mario <laughs> or something like that. And- just talk to him as a pal, and I'm like, hey pal, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> so, anyways, this time gate device or portal rather is a Nexus, and the game characters are able to cross from the universe of the game into the universe of the creators of their game, which is the actually four-dimensional space. And the the, the whole thing is this. The creator of the game, this called, I believe his name is Luther, found out that the life forms in that universe were using symbology. And that was considered to be something like the game characters hacking the game themselves to enhance themselves. Think about that for a minute. So, somebody develops a game in their world. And they're kind of just letting it run and, and things are going fine. And then the game characters start hacking the game code. I mean, they don't know that they're hacking the game code. They they are doing things in their in their lives that are making them better as people or as characters, you know, and enhancing their abilities, whatever. But it would be like Super Mario being able to manifest fire flowers from thin air. Or maybe a different character like the Doom guy being able to manifest the BFG from thin air or whatever and use that against his enemies. So basically, characters being able to do things they normally would not be able to do on their own and mastering those arts in a way that their society is able to also do them. So. That's freaky, man. (laughs) It would be like, in our case, for example, if we are indeed in a computer simulation. Like, if by getting a tattoo you could now cast a fire spell. (laughs) Or you could cast an ice spell. Because that was what symbology in the universe of Star Ocean was about. Characters getting tattoos based um, on whatever abilities they were trying to enhance. And that would allow them to manifest all these magical powers and and be able to defeat their enemies or whatever. So, that's really freaky, man. Imagine, like, (laughs) if the creators of, of a video game, like, Skyrim or something, discover that the people in Skyrim are able to do these things by themselves and, like, they somehow find a connection to cross over into our space. And then, that'd be really freaky. But in the story of the game, going back to that now, the characters find out that this guy, Luther thought this was a complete abomination, that what was essentially a collection of data should not be able to modify itself to that point. So what he did is he created this program called the Executioners, and he uploaded it into the universe of the world that the Star Ocean characters populate, and that was basically an antivirus. He had decided Luther, the creator that the entire galaxy had to be erased from the game because it was corrupting other files and i don't know what so he sent this force of um basically an antivirus, but it's kind of like an extermination squad and started wiping out everything and so what happens at the end is again spoiler alert for a game that's been out for about 20 years the characters actually defeat luther the creator i don't know how that is able to occur (laughs) but they defeat the creator he tries to delete the universe and he actually deletes it but i think there's a backup system in, in place or something and that kind of boots up so that prevents the universe of the star ocean characters from being deleted and they're able to go back into it and live their lives with the horrifying knowledge that their existence is a lie <laughs> <laughs> so i mean think about that i mean Again, if we were able to do that, like if that was the case for our reality. Somebody programmed this world or this universe, whatever. We are able to find a way to cross into that world and we find out that, you know what, our existence is nothing but a collection of ones and zeros. Anything you've ever felt, thought about, experienced is nothing, it's just data. So you go out and you kill the person that created this reality and then you decide you know what I'm just gonna go back to my world and live like nothing ever happened (laughs) I don't know if anybody could do that really like if you find out that (laughs) it's it's a fake world and then you're like well well I guess I'll just keep on living man or I mean maybe that is the only thing you can do really what else can you do you really couldn't do anything but yeah and now actually for a much more life Example, <laughs> since we don't know that life is real. I'm, I, I'm gonna stop saying real life. I'm gonna say just life Um, Some of you might have heard about that device that was built in Europe, but What was it like? 13 14 years ago the large Hadron Collider which will henceforth be called the LHC and I'm not too knowledgeable as to what the real purpose of that thing, but from what I remember reading about that is that scientists were trying to figure out how the universe works, essentially. So what they thought would be a good idea to develop was this huge machine that would allow them to shoot particles at unimaginable speeds at each other and cause them to crash and see what kinds of reactions could happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> like any old human in- invention, let's see what happens when we make this blow up. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll give us the key to how the universe works, essentially. Uh, th- that's what these scientists theorize. And I'm not trying to minimize their work, by the way. I'm just thinking about it like in, in a funny way, I guess. Because it seems like humans have a tendency to make stuff blow up or catch fire <laughs> or whatever <laughs> with whatever we invent. But um, it's just, essentially that device is being used for studies about physics and stuff like that stuff that I, it's way over my head so i'm not even going to pretend to know what they're doing really but like i said just that's what i understand from that and interestingly enough a lot of people thought that a lot of things would happen once this device was activated this device was first activated in the year 2008 and some of the things that people thought would happen was well you guys might create a black hole here on Earth and that would cause the destruction of all the the planet or some other people would say that you guys are gonna cause disruptions in the time-space continuum and they're gonna start making things messed up for us and this and that and as far as we know nothing really massive happened as far as there was no black hole I don't think that was created um, But, as far as uh, disruptions in the space-time continuum, this is where it gets a little bit interesting from what I read, because, again, this device was turned on for the first time in the year 2008. The Mandela Effect was first reported around the year 2009 or 2010. Now, if you're not familiar with the Mandela Effect, what that is is essentially... A lot of people remembering reality being different so of course uh, the effect gets the name from Nelson Mandela the famed South African activist who eventually after being in prison for a long time was able to become president of his country but a lot of people seemed to remember that he actually passed away in jail in the 1980s when history tells us that he actually got out of jail in the early 90s and then became president of South Africa so, he didn't die in the 80s, and yet a large amount of people in the world have memories of this gentleman passing away in the 80s. So that's kind of like a different version of history, so to speak. Now going back to the LHC, again, the device was turned on in 2008, the first reports of the Mandela Effect in the internet started occurring about a year or two after the fact. And one of the things that people said, once again, was that this device might cause disruptions in the space-time continuum. Now, (laughs) I'm not trying to push anything here as far as conspiracy theories, but think about it that way. I'm not sure what the background and scientific knowledge of the people who were claiming that the LHC would create disruptions was. I mean, I'm not sure if there were scholars or if there were just people on the internet being people on the internet. So I, I really can't confirm that as of right now, I mean, I would need to read more up on that. But, I mean, just think about it that way, I think that people were like, hey man, you're gonna create some sort of reality disruption if you guys turn this thing on, don't do it. Nah, everything will be fine. So they do it and I guess in theory everything is fine, but then think about <laughs> all the Mandela effects stuff that's, that's happened since then. That, for example, there's a whole bunch of examples. If you guys Google it, I mean, I'm sure you've all heard of the Mandela Effect. People remembering songs being different, people remembering TV shows being different, or streets having different names, or <laughs> it's it's a whole bunch of stuff. So, if you want to go more in depth about that, Google is your friend. <laughs> Just be careful because it can be a rabbit hole. And Once again, my goal is not to get anyone to believe in anything, it's just, I'm just sharing information here, so. You can choose to put two and two together, or not, it's up to you, I mean, I'm just kinda... Putting the dots out there in space, and how you connect them, if you connect them at all, it's up to you. (laughs) I mean, it's it's fun to think about stuff like this every now and then, I mean... I'd say just as long as you don't let it take over your life, I mean, it's okay, read about it, but don't go into that rabbit hole, dude, because... You're never gonna get out. (laughs) But, um, okay, so to cap this segment off, I'm gonna read a couple more things from the follower responses we had on our Twitter survey. And we have, let me see. Yes, Stu World Order replied, for some reason I think the sim would be scarier than the Dream World. Because to him, or to them, rather, it would be even less free will than the Dream World would allow. So, I guess he'd probably be right because, in essence, if you're programmed to do something, you really wouldn't be able to modify that unless you happen to be a character in the Star Wars <laughs> universe in which you can hack the game code and make yourself become overpowered. <laughs> so I mean, that's, that's interesting, it's that's a, an interesting way of looking at things, I mean, basically a dream would allow you to do more things more freely than as opposed to having a predetermined sequence of events or behavior programmed into your life that'd be hmm, interesting and we also had a other choice for the survey in which of course the followers were encouraged to give their own responses to what would be scarier if they didn't think either one of the choices that we gave them was scary enough and we have the fj podcast saying none of the above nothing would surprise me anymore so um you're you're jaded bro (laughs) i'm not trying to poke fun at you but i mean yeah you know i kind of feel the same way to be honest i mean it really would not be (laughs) anything that i would be like yeah i guess you know yeah yeah computer program dream whatever i don't care i'm just trying to make it here (laughs) so thanks for responding there fj podcast and we also have another response from the On The Phone podcast, and they said uh, they think it's possible that it's a computer simulation, but they also would be freaked out if we turn out to be just some sort of particles in a giant's fingernail. Interesting. So we are just kind of like athletes who in a way. <laughs> That's what I replied to that. And then True Crime Dumpster Fire said that they think that We're more like the science experiments of a teenage alien being, kind of like an ant form. And that reminded me of the ending of the first Men in Black movie in which they zoom out of the planet, the solar system, the universe eventually, and we find out in the final scene that some sort of huge, incredibly large aliens were playing in marbles with our universe and other universes that are in like little marbles. So yeah, basically we're microscopic beyond microscopic, uh, if you guys have seen the, the response video or, or um, not the response video, sorry, but the video in which the scale of the universe is shown, so it shows Earth versus other planets and then the Sun and then other stars and galaxies and whatever, so it's if you haven't seen it, you should see it because it kind of puts things in perspective as to how small we really are. And watching a video like that, for example, makes me think about Well, some of the things that I'm going through aren't quite as bad as I make them out to be, so life is essentially good for the most part. I mean, not for all of us. Sometimes we go through difficult times, but man, you know, uh, I guess the only thing we can do is keep on keeping on. So, all right, that would be the end of this segment and we'll be right back with our closing remarks. Alright, so that was the end of our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the content today. And once again, um, I'm not trying to make anyone believe one way or the other or not believe or whatever it You know, is. I'm just trying to have fun here with some of the stuff that I've been reading about lately and whatever you choose to believe in or not believe in, it's uh, ultimately up to you. And uh, my goal here is just to hopefully have entertained you guys for a few minutes. And yeah, before we leave, I want to give the results of our Twitter survey in which once again, we asked people who follow us on Twitter, that what would they think would be scary for them, finding out that we live in a sim or in a dream world? And 37% would be scared to find out that we live in a computer world. 53% would be scared to find out that we live in a dream world. And 9% other. That none of those but something else. So, I don't know. I, I honestly thought the computer sim would win, but I mean... The Twitter followers have spoken and they have the final word. So, I guess because if I was asked to choose one over the other, if I really, really had to, I would say that to me, living in a computer sim would be a little scarier, I think, because that would mean that we literally have no control over what we do. It's all pre programmed, predetermined. And that kind of brings me back to the belief of determinism which really quickly basically it's the idea that every event in your life is predetermined by something hence the name so yeah you basically have no free will no control and that's what would happen if you are nothing but a collection of ones and zeros so yeah uh <laughs> Well, uh, before we leave, I want to also remind you guys of our social media accounts. You can find all those links in our Linktree, which is under linktree.com slash myths behind LGDS. You can find our social links, our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, etc. under. So if you want to check us out on there, please go ahead. I would like to encourage people to leave a review or a comment or something like that on either Good Pods. Chaser, Apple, Pods, whichever service is more convenient for you because that would help push our show to more people out there. If you guys are enjoying this, we would appreciate that. If, on the other hand, you have some comments as to how we could improve the show, we can also welcome those as long as they are constructive. We can take constructive criticism as long as you're not overly negative or insulting because that's not cool, dude. That's not cool for anybody. But, uh, yeah, I mean, any suggestions, ideas, comments you guys might have, we will be glad to talk to you amongst ourselves my co-host and myself and because we are thinking of changing a few things for our podcast format once we come back hopefully in the next few weeks after the holidays end Uh, we have talked about coming back in January so we'll be updating that for you guys as that situation develops so, once again, thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure trying to <laughs> talk to you guys about this topic today. I hope I didn't freak anybody out too much either. <laughs> and if I did, just be cool, man. Just be cool. Have a couple of drinks or, I don't know, do something to relax. And <laughs> just, um, yeah, don't think about it too much. But at the same time, do think about it because you never know. Um, <laughs> all right. So, until we see you in the next one, have a good one.